Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see you, everyone. Hi, I'm Lawrence. I'm one of the leaders here in Life in the Sun. I lead a life group here on Wednesdays. And that was, that was my name up there. It's my birthday this week. I was born in 1970. None of your business. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the uh, anointing. <laughs> All right. Uh, have you ever lost anything that was important to you? And, but you really wanted it, bad back, uh, wanted it uh, badly back? Or have, uh, what have you lost that was very precious? Now, what did you do to get it back? So a few years ago, a couple years ago, when my son was two or three years old, we're at the mall, at, a, at the bookstore in the mall, and we're in the children's section. He was reading his books. He would grab a book, sit on my feet. I'll just watch him read. And when he's done, he'll go get another book, come back, sit down and read. And he'll do that a few times, get another book, get another book. And then one time, when he was just walking, then he ran, uh, he ran around to the other aisle. Like, okay, I have to go get him. So I got the stroller, went around, and I was calling him back to me. Hey, Lincoln, come back. Then he looked at me, then he'll just walk faster. And I was like, oh, no. I think he's, he's thinking I'm playing a game, chasing game. So then he started to go faster. Come back over here. Then he'll go around the other aisle. You know, there. I was like, oh, I'm not going to run inside the store. So I was just calling him, come back. Then he's laughing really loud, and he's laughing. He's running, he's being so tricky. He's going, he's going like this, dodging, going from one aisle to the other. Then... Now, all of a sudden, I didn't hear him laughing anymore. I was like, oh, man. So I was like, I ditched the stroller, calling his name loudly, running around the store, looking, you know, as a parent. If, if, if you lose your kid, you know, just for a second, man, like, it's going to be a panic will come upon you. I'm sure you felt that. So that, that went on me. I was like, oh, where's my son? I didn't hear him. I, I, I didn't see him. So I went outside. I was scanning outside the, the store. And then... I finally saw him at the, uh, at the escalator. So I ran after him. I grabbed him. So the point of the story that I tell you this is because I was not going to stop until I find my son. I'm not going to stop until I get him back. And that's how God is with us. He's madly in love with you. He's passionately pursuing after you. And he ain't going to stop until you, he, until you come back to him. And that's, the, and that's the point of that story. And he loves you so much. Now, some of you may think, like, if God is love and he's caring, then why does all these things, all these violences in the world, why is bad things happening? Why is there murders and, and violence and sin? If God is a good God, then why does bad things keep happening? I'll give you the answer after we pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you blessed us to be alive here today. I just pray for the Holy Spirit to come. Pray anointing upon your word today. And just use me to give you word and bless your name. Holy Spirit, just come and we bless this time. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to be continuing on with our series of the gospel in Romans chapter 5. And I just left you a question. If God is a good God, why is there sin? Why is there a lot of violence and all these bad things happening in this world? And if we look at chapter 5 in Romans, verse 12. We'll, we'll give the answer right there. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread because everyone, for everyone, sinned. So it's because of Adam. 
sin, sin, sin came to this world, and death, violence is in this world. Now, if God is a good God and is loving, why is there still bad things? It's because of this also. It's because of love. Now, how's that? If God gave us a choice, in order for us to love him and to follow him, we have to have a choice to, to follow him. God gave, gave us two, uh, put two trees in the garden. In order for us to love and follow him, we have to have a choice. In order for me to, to, to have love uh, or uh, to, to, to be with God and uh, to serve him, I got to have a choice to serve him or not serve him. I got to have the opportunity to, to obey or not obey. And that's what God has uh, given us, that free will. Now, if you think about this, if Adam and Eve, when God created them, they were perfect. God said, very good. Do you think they had a sin nature when God created them? No, right? What God had gave them is free will. So it's because of that. Free will, there's sin and there's violence in this world. If God programmed us to love him, or God gave us an instinct, like God gave animals instinct to, you know, to do, you know, make a nest or whatever the animals do out of the instinct, then it wouldn't be love for us to, to, to follow him if God gave us the instinct. We have to have that free choice to, to follow God. And because of that, and uh, because of, uh, of, of the sin, and because of free will, sin entered this world. And if we uh, go back uh, uh, in history, in Genesis, and how uh, the fall of uh, Adam and Eve, when the, the serpent approached Eve, <clears throat> and it was uh, tempting her, hey, eat from this tree. And her, what was her response? It was, no, I'm not supposed to eat from that. If I eat from it, and Eve, she said, if I touch it, I will die. But Satan's answer is, oh, no, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be open. As soon as you eat it, you'll be like God. So the deception to Adam and Eve is if you want, uh, if you want to be like God, you eat from this tree. But when God created them, he created already them to be uh, in, in the image of God. So God already created them like God. So God's decide, uh, putting doubt of their, uh, their identity upon Adam and Eve. And that's how the enemy is. He wants to sow uh, lies into, you, uh, into us. He's got, uh, he wants us to be deceived. So with them, with Adam and Eve, they try to get something out of performance rather than what they already had by creation. There's one thing to work for love, and there's another thing to work from love. For example, my son. He doesn't need to, to do things to, to earn my love because I really love him. I believe I'm a really good dad. And my son, Lincoln, he doesn't have to do anything to, to, to earn my love for him because I really love him. Same thing with us to God. God really loves us so much that we don't have to perform for our, to get love from him. And it's another thing to work, from, uh, to, work for, uh, to work from identity than to work for identity. My son doesn't need to, to do anything to be my son because I created him as <laughs> He's my son. <laughs> All right, so he's my son. When, when, when we had him, he's my son. I, he'd have to work to be my son because he created, he's my son. So same thing with us. With, that, that, was, that was funny. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, 
when, when, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, when they gave up the kingship of, of the kingdom, when God created them, they, he told them to, to, to reign and, the, the, uh, and reign and rule over the land and the earth. When they disobeyed God and they gave the keys over to, to Satan, they didn't just disobey God. They, gave, they, they changed God's by obeying him. And the devil's a liar. He's the father of lies. And, every, uh, and his language is just a lie. And his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And just like what, uh, what he did with Adam and Eve, his purpose is to draw us away from my main, our main purpose. And that's what he did with the main purpose for Adam and Eve. He drew them away from their main purpose. And through, through, through lies. And what happens when we believe a lie? We give power to the one who lied to you. And that's... And when we, give, when we believe that lie, then we just stir away from, from my main purpose. So we're just, we're just believing like uh, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough. Uh, any thought that does not breathe hope in us, that doesn't breathe hope, is, is a lie from Satan. Okay? So that's what the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. But God's grace, through his grace, that he wants, he, he gets us back. So just as God's grace that he gave us the gift of life and to reach your promised land, to be who God wants you to be, to reign on earth, bringing heaven on earth. And that is why Jesus has come to restore what Adam, and Adam gave up in the garden. As what man gave up and lost in the garden, God had to become man to gain that back. And we're going to look at Romans uh, chapter 5, uh, verses 15 to 19. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. And here's the contrast with God's grace. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through, uh, through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very important from, from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam le- Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we were guilty of many sins. For, this, uh, for, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who received it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Well, that's good news. That's the gospel right there. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because of one person obeyed God, many will be made, many will be made righteous. And here, this is how we can know God loves us. This is his demonstration through uh, God's demonstration of love. When 2,000 years ago, when he died upon the cross, he poured his precious blood to purchase us back. There's no other way for us to go back to heaven, but only through him. So when he's being punished and and, uh, uh, hanging on the cross, he's looking at you already 2,000 years ahead. Say, this is for you because I love you. You are worth it. All this pain, you're worth it because I care for you. I love you. This is for you. And, and if you could tell the uh, 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 value of something is by the price of what's being paid for. 
Jesus paid the price, the greatest price for you by his mighty precious blood and through his life because he cares for you. He's madly in love with you and he wants you to be with him. Now we need to be born again. When we get born again, we be, uh, we're no longer a seed of Adam. We become a seed of Jesus Christ, the incorruptible seed. Our spirit becomes whole. We, 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 we need you. Holy Spirit comes in you. And the, the word says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And the, new, uh, the old thing has gone and the new, the new thing has come. The word new means a prototype. So you become a, a whole different person, new, you. If those of you who want to reset in your life, this is the chance to give yourself uh, to, uh, up back to God by accepting him as your uh, Lord and Savior by being born again. Now, Jesus didn't die for me. He died as me. All my, my old nature died upon, the, upon him, upon the cross. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. Wow, you're a masterpiece. God calls you a masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them for a purpose, to reign and rule over the, over the earth. There. Now when you come back, he wants you to go back to the good things that he has planned for you. God has great and mighty plans for each and every one of you. And God, another thing why Jesus came, he wants to restore back our identity. From a sinner to a saint. From a pauper to a king. To, to a ruler, a, a royalty. In Genesis, when Adam lost, and Adam and Eve lost what they, uh, gave up what they lost, okay, they gave dominion on the earth also. God gave you, gave, wants us back to, to, through that. He gives us back our identity. Now, we, when we know our identity as royal heirs, we can draw people back to their destiny. And that's what, uh, what God wants us to do also. We rule as kings, but we, rule, uh, but we serve as a servant. We can make a difference in the lives of other people. In current events, you look at the news, a lot of things going on that because of this pandemic, uh, people lost their lives, uh, people are struggling. We are the carriers of hope. We can, we can give uh, hope to people by encouraging them, uh, blessing them with, with, uh, with gifts, uh, finance, uh, blessing them with love and care. And, and that's what God has uh, uh, made a purpose for us too. With those who has the most hope, has the most influence. We're going through a great shaking in this world right now. And we, we, we no longer can be silent that's, uh, for, the, for the sins that's happening in this world. We need to stand up for those things. Because there's people who, who don't give their life and don't become born again, they're going to be ending up in hell. Hell is real. And we don't want our loved ones, our friends, our, our coworkers to ending up in those places. So what do we need to do? We need to tell them that there's a way, that Jesus is the only way and the truth and the life. And if, the, if there's any other way to be with God and the Father and for our sins to be forgiven, if there's any other way, then it would be so cruel for God to, to strike his son, Jesus Christ. It would be so cruel for him to do that. But there's no other way, only through Jesus. And, and God has given the word of, of, uh, of our testimony, of our story, of how much God loves you, to give that testimony, that story to others, to give them hope. 
to share your word, your story, and how did you become a believer to give hope to all those, all those who don't know God so they can be saved, so God can deliver them from their sin. Because I know, I, for me personally, I don't want any of my loved ones, my friends, my family to end up in hell either. So give that word of encouragement to others. And the solution is simple. To, to the, all the problems in the world. There's a lot of, there's a lot, you, you can see it. There's, there's uh, uh, people writing because they have bad beliefs. They've had bad th- uh, uh, theology or there's, they're believing all these bad things like through Marxism and, and whatever this, whoever's discipling them, they need someone else to disciple them and, and let them know there's another way and that's peace and that's through Jesus Christ. And the solution is simple. God gave us a, a command already and how to, to, to get rid of those problems in the world. And that is to preach the gospel and make disciples of all the nations. In Revelation uh, chapter 1, verse 6, and it says, And has made us kings and priests, his God and Father, to him to be glory and dominion forever and ever. God has, has placed us to be royalty. You're all royalty. Think about it. You're, you're the son and the daughter of a king. You're made to reign upon this world. And the good news is, kings and queens, you know, they, they, they know how to value people. You know why? Because they know that they are valued. The good news is, if you understand and what God thinks about you, is it be better become, uh, the, the better you become like Jesus, become like God. And you defeat a, a, a poor man's mindset when you start to believe of who God thinks, who, you, who he says, who you are. The most, of us, most of us become what the most important person in our life thinks we should become. Let me say that again. Most of us become what the most important person in our life thinks we should become. If that person is God, if that person is Jesus, then... What we think God thinks about us, that'll be molding us. God, the world needs our prayers. And when we pray, when we, we, we tell people our stories, what's going to happen? We're changing the atmosphere. There, there's an atmosphere change. We, we're, we're, we're called and made to be like a, like a thermostat. We're not made to be a thermometer. What the, what's happening in the world does not, should not influence who we are. We are the ones supposed to be influenced others around us. We are the ones that, that change the temperature. We are the ones that would change the atmosphere in the world just by prayer. And when you, when you do that prayer, when you, when you speak God's word, you're, what you're doing is shifting the atmosphere around you. And I want to give you some uh, 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 testimonies to give you encouragement. And it's just simple things. And, 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 and it, it, people are being encouraged. Hope is being brought into people's lives. What I'm doing is you are just displaying Jesus to people. And every time when I go out to the store to buy water at the, uh, uh, at the grocery store, I'll just simply pray, pray blessings to the cashier. Jesus loves you. He cares about you. May he keep you safe and whole and well. I've been doing that every time, every time. Then just recently, she goes, thank you so much for telling me that. Every time we, we, when you pray that, it, I get excited and I thank you. Thank you so much. Like, wow. You know, all those other times, okay, so yeah, it, I am <laughs> it's encouraging to others. Uh, the the last, last month at, the, at Payless, the guy that's packing the meat, 
as just be like, hey, God love you. Can I just pray for you? Like Van's testimony, just praying for people. God, God wants to be displayed. God wants to show his love. And I just prayed for him. I just simple prayer and say, hey, would you want to feel the presence of Jesus upon you? I said, yeah. Then I just prayed, Jesus, Holy Spirit, just come touch this man right now. Then he's taken back. Then he start to weep and cry. It's not because I have anointing. It's just because I'm just taking the risk and just saying Jesus loves you and he cares for you and he's madly pursuing after you. And there he just gave his life to Christ. People at the, the bike store, when I got my bikes just recently fixed, I noticed the guy had braces in his arm and the other guy, the boss, has a limp in his leg. I said, okay, I'm just pray for this guy. God healed his wrist. And he felt better. Then when I went to pick up my bike, he was no longer wearing the wrist. Hey, man, what happened to your wrist? Oh, it's feeling much better. Yeah, I noticed. You're not wearing the wrist brace anymore. Yeah, it's good. I could have more flexion in my wrist now. I haven't moved it in years. Like, wow. I suppose I have surgery, but, I, you know, I never got it a chance because I have to keep on working. Then I prayed. Then, then the other time I prayed for his boss, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Feels better, so much better. Yeah, because God loves you so much. He cares for you. He's passionately pursuing after you. I say that just to, to give you encouragement. Take the risk and just say, hey, to your brother or sister, your mom or dad, or your coworker, hey, Jesus loves you. Like, what? Then just tell you a little story. If you have the courage, just tell the story. Who you used to be when you became, uh, before you believer. Tell, uh, tell them how much, uh, uh, tell, tell them how did you become a believer. And tell them how your life is now. That would just give them hope. Say, yes. What happens when you start to live your life how God intended us to live? How will you use your potential? How will you use your potential? You're the son and a daughter of a king, of a God who created this world. God reigns in you. He lives in you. If you're a believer, he lives in you. Now, if you're not a believer, what I want to do, I want to pray for you. If, if, you're not, if you want to know who, who God is personally and, and, and uh, invite him in your heart, Okay, now's the day of salvation. Just go ahead and raise your hand, and I'll, I will pray for you. And God will touch you and, and, and restore your life and, and bless you and will forgive you all your sin. And, to, and that will be one of the most important decisions that you ever make in your life, by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, if, if, if you want to invite him to your life, just go ahead and raise your hand right now. Now, I want to address another group of people. If you have any uh, uh, aching parts of your body, if you, want, if you need healing, so I want you to stand up and we'll, we'll pray for you. You don't have to come up. Just stand up wherever you're at. Uh, any aches in your body, you're not feeling so well, uh, you know, uh, anything in your body, we'll pray for you. And God will touch you today. Like how God touched those, <laughs> those, those men at the bike stop. Those of you, okay, everyone else, family, you know what to do. Just go ahead and reach your arms out to those people who are standing. Just reach out to your arms and extend your arms to them. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that every ailment upon their body, every aching bone in the name of Jesus, every hurt body, uh, hurt body right now in the name of Jesus, every organ in the name of Jesus, be made whole right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke every sickness, every pain in the name of Jesus right now. Be removed upon them in Jesus' name. And you be made restored, whole, and renewed right now. 
In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for your healing power that's upon them right now in the name of Jesus. I release healing upon each and every one of you right now, fully healed, every pain gone right now in Jesus' name, fully restored right now in the name of Jesus. Every aching heart be healed right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, touch them right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And everyone at home, in the name of Jesus, I bless you too. That prayer is for you too, in Jesus' name. Now, if you can, just go ahead and test it. Check your body. Check your body. And if it's feeling feeling better, amen, amen. If you need more prayer, I'm available uh, after uh, after church for more personal prayer uh, for, for healing. We thank you, Father. Father God, we thank you for all everyone here. We bless them in the name of Jesus that you touch them more and more and more. Holy Spirit, just touch them. Holy Spirit, fire be upon them as they go out uh, outside the church because church happens when we're outside and that we're the bringers of hope, that we're encouraged to, to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to encourage those who do not have hope, to give hope to those who are hopeless and to reign upon this world. In Jesus Christ we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Be blessed, everyone. Be blessed, be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Jesus' name.